0: You're listening to the RV of Three podcast with your hosts, Dave and Corinne Yandel, and of course, Odin Pierre, our French Bulldog pup. We are three new to full-time RV life, but not new to travel and adventure.
1: Like most adults, we had successful career jobs, homes, and lots of things when we first met, none of which filled our need for travel and adventure. We left that to open and run a successful gym for seven years, but still something was missing.
0: With jokes of going tiny for years, we felt, if not now, then win. So we sold what we could and packed up the rest to hit the road.
1: This podcast is all about our trials and tribulations of full-time RV living, and of course, some fun times too. If you like our show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, follow us on Instagram at of All right, and we are back. Episode number eight. Ooh. Yeah, it's like we're going so we've got so much, so much. You might hear Odin in this episode. He's actually awake because it's not a hundred degrees off today, <laughs> and the windows are open, and it feels great. Um, temperature was surprisingly in the upper eighties, but it felt like it was in the seventies, and this because it was actually cloudy today, the first mm-hmm. day that it's been cloudy.
0: Well, we we've here. had some cloud cover. This one wasn't just like. Like I didn't even patch really clouds like there was yeah there was definitely no sun today and i thought someone was spinning outside
1: because there was a little drops of rain. i
0: got drops of rain
1: the fan i was in the kitchen making my lunch and <laughs> we did drip through there. and it like dripped on the sensor and it closed mm. because it's got the sensor
0: well now we know that works
1: yep. all right why um, do you look so crabby she's talking about odin not me <laughs>
0: Or am I?
1: All right. Yes, So my question for you today, Corian, comes from somebody at work who created this one. I thought it was good. Um, Your work? Yep. Do you use one or two spaces after a period? And which one do you think is correct? One
0: space? And that's correct.
1: I guess technically by... I use one as well, but I guess technically the proper way. Was this
0: your boss Barry that brings all the weird no. stuff? Oh,
1: somebody else like asked. Like the it motorcycle and, it, and the other it got things like and... really, like a lot of people were like commenting and you know, like it was like 50-50 and you know, it like caused like massive like arguments. Not like I mean the fun arguments. It yeah, was, like, you're wrong. And then they were posting stuff, and I guess based on what they were posting, came back that technically you're supposed to do. Um, two spaces. After every period? When you're typing.
0: After every period? Yep. Wow. Well, I'll just write in my half cursive... Which is kind of annoying because
1: I'm like, you know what? When you do two spaces after a text, it automatically puts one period and creates one space. So that must be correct.
0: Yeah, and I'm also going to say that I wish I would have known that in high school when I had papers due, and I could have put two spaces after every period. Yeah, I
1: just think that it was... I don't know. All right, what's your question?
0: Okay. Would you rather... Be invisible.
1: Invisible. Invincible. Invincible or invisible? Invisible. Invisible. Okay, so I can't be seen.
0: (laughs) Anemonimity. Or have flight. Mm. Invisibility or flight.
1: Fly anywhere I wanted. Mmm. No, that's a tough one. I mean, I feel like if you're invisible, you're just gonna be a creeper. And in flight, you can actually go do some cool things. But I am usually scared of heights too, at times. Yes. But I think if you knew you could you could fly, I think your fear
0: would go away because you'd be like, it's not like I'm gonna yeah. fall to my doom.
1: Man, I don't know, I'd have to say flight probably. I think you could. Invisibility, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, you're just gonna be a creeper, <laughs> which could be fun as well. But. I think like it's
0: uh, this is like a testament of like your yeah your personality like your values.
1: All right, so what are we talking about today?
0: So we are talking about Bum Bum Bum.
1: Odin's friend. What was his name?
0: Rodolfo. <laughs> <laughs> <I> forgot.
1: <laughs> the uh, the infestation of an of Rodolfo.
0: The okay, he's not a rat. The mouse.
1: The mouse.
0: Yes. Yep. So we did it. We finally had mouse
1: yep. in the trailer. I knew it was inevitable because it's like everyone talks about it. And we had a trailer before but never had mice. Um, and I kind of got lax. We got here. We're in the desert. I wasn't really thinking about mice. Like a, a couple people had been like talking about, like, oh, so and so's, they have cats here as the owners. And they're like, oh, so and so has cats and they bring mice all the way. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're near a field. But I thought like we, it was warm enough that the mice wouldn't try to get in, and I was
0: wrong. Wouldn't need to get in, yeah, definitely wrong. But again, that's I think to living in our trailer before, we never really left food in there. We'd go for the weekend, and then we it'd be a long time before we could go again. So other than like spices or canned things. There was never food left in the trailer, and now we're living in it full time, so there's food, there's things, we had the little mishap in the bunkhouse where we were driving, and shit went everywhere, so I'm sure there was, like, food in the nooks and crannies. Oh. Yeah, we
1: had, we had, uh, so we found it, because Corian was actually going to go feed Odin, and, um, his food was kept in a drawer in the bunkhouse, and she opened the drawer and noticed that there was a of mice poops, yeah, and he... Dug into a bag, right? He opened a bag. Oh yeah,
0: he had nibbled on uh, Odin's dry, like turkey neck that we use for when he's driving. So we knew he hadn't have been here long because obviously we go to Odin's food twice
1: a day. Twice a day, and we had just been in the night before. So yeah, he definitely got in and then was uh,
0: just having a heyday.
1: Yeah, but we checked all our other food, couldn't find him. So he was not in any of our other food.
0: Here's a fun fact for our audience of two: Dave's obsessed. Obsessed with ratatouille the
1: movie and i think we're talking about the wrong movie oh mouse hunt
0: oh yes is the one where he's the chef the chef yep mouse hunt where he's in the thing dave loves that movie and so the entire time we're trying to get rid of this mouse rodolfo dave's like maybe it's gonna be like mouse hunt and he's just playing games and then he's gonna be your friend
1: yeah, he never was our friend, but he was playing games. Mm-hmm. Never caught the mouse. I want to. I want to throw that out there. That yep. The mouse has never been caught. Nope. And, and, and uh, he, he is no longer with us. <laughs> but we <laughs> ended up getting rid of him. And I think yeah. like the reason why we wanted to talk about this was um, we didn't waste and we acted immediately, right? Yeah. That's the big thing. So everybody talks about mice, and you have to get... You have, I've had mice in a house before. We've had mice in our yeah, house before. Yeah, it happens. Um, it's just one of those things you have to figure out, like, okay, how are they getting in? Where are they coming in, or where where are you finding that they're like, If they in?
0: nest and start... Ugh.
1: So I was like, we have to act, and we did. So we immediately had to go to the store and buy traps. Yep. So we bought the traps. Um, this mouse, though, he must have been tiny, because <laughs> I baited this trap with peanut butter. And I would come back and, like, it wasn't set off.
0: Dave just assumes if he likes peanut butter. But everything I could see that he was butter.
1: nibbling on the peanut butter. Yeah. And I was like, and it was, like, less than what I put on there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you can see the teeth marks. That little shit is freaking eating the peanut butter and got away with it. We also have to
0: tire. bring up how else we knew that there was an issue. Because we started getting these crazy fucking moths.
1: Well, no, the moths came first. The
0: moths came first. Yeah. So, and we didn't act on that right away as fast as we should have.
1: Okay, so my theory behind this is well, there's several places mice and things can get in, but yeah um, Okay, we were watching TV at night, and all of a sudden, these huge moths would like always
0: palm size moths. would
1: always like just appear in the trailer, and we'd like get rid of them. One night, we got we killed four. Yeah, like it was like we got rid of one, and then all of a sudden, like there's another one, and like they just buzz past your face while we're sleeping on the bed, and I was like, where are these things? Like it was every night; it was crazy. Yeah, we couldn't figure out like you know, it was chilly enough at night where the windows we we closed them.
0: The windows, but while we were sitting here, the windows were open.
1: But we thought maybe they were sneaking in at night, um, but anyways, what have happened was what happened is we um, we had took taken a, the bottom tread off of our stairs to house our shoes, mm-hmm. and that tread leads through into the underbelly, I guess the, the basement, the basement underneath the the master and the pastors. Well, my theory is the cords from Mm -hmm. the Starlink and the cords from like electrical come up underneath. Yeah, so those with
0: RVs know that there's spots for your cords to come up into your underbelly, into your basement. Not everybody
1: has that, but most people do. Most people do. So it comes in and then there's plugs in there. So that's where I have like the cords going through.
0: And there's like a small gap for the wall that goes to the top of the the underbelly that now that we've opened the tread on the stairs you can see light Mm -hmm. through there like there was like maybe an inch to two inch gap. So my so thought the is mo- the moths were
1: getting in in the morning when they were trying to go back to sleep. Like they would find a spot because that's what they do. They go find a spot because it's getting light up. So they go find a spot where they can go to darkness. And they're like, oh. And they kind of just find little nooks and crannies. Well, then my theory is they'd fly up through there. Cause it's dark. At
0: night. Yeah. And then
1: at nighttime when we have when it's getting dark out and they're waking up and our lights are on they're flying toward the light. Yeah. Um, so that was my theory on that. So we think
0: the mites also came up through... Probably That's what I'm thinking because
1: they was touching the ground and that would be the only way that they could get up and through. Yes. Um, so I looked at it. So basically, yes. We knew he had mice. A mouse at least. And I'm like, ugh. So he here, here we are
0: taking everything out of the drawers. We're we like opening everything. them up. We cho- Well, then we start freaking out because mice are destructive. Yep. They eat up cords. They eat up your electrical. They'll, They'll eat up
1: clo- uh, your clothes. Your clothes.
0: We have all of our backpacking gear is in another compartment of our of our storage and so we like ripped all that out he found you he was eating your grill gloves
1: yeah or
0: shredding them at least yeah
1: he got in the outdoor kitchen and back through then so we found we found then he was on the countertops we figured that out um bunkhouse for sure countertops outdoor kitchen so i knew that he was kind of in that general area Mm -hmm. so it was like, all right, traps in the outdoor kitchen, trap behind the bunkhouse where, he's, where I know he's getting in. There's one spot. Trap behind the sink behind there and a trap um, in the outdoor kitchen. And then a trap up in the front. Um, he avoided all those traps. We had
0: <laughs> never set them off. Like
1: one time it did get set off. It, and he
0: wasn't in there. You
1: know, he set it off. We heard it go off. Checked it. It was definitely going off, but he wasn't in it. So he, he definitely evaded He was
0: using the heating ducts and the... Air yeah. docks to move so around. So how, how I
1: figured that one out was one morning I got up and I just was doing some stretching on the floor, and it was pretty quiet. It was still like maybe 6 a.m., so it wasn't qu- loud outside. Um, nothing was turned on. There was no fans, and I could hear him in the underbelly running back and forth <laughs> to different things. And I'm like, and I, the based on the noise, I'm like, he's on those freaking duct lines. Yeah, like, and you can get little he's, yeah, and that's where he's. Yeah, and that's where he's. I, I can hear where he's going he 's running over towards the kitchen now, and then he would run back and i 'm like he's in, He kept going back and forth between the kitchen and the underbelly and then um, so I went back in the uh, that day into the the basement and found out he was starting to kind of he was peeling apart my, one of my brush the, mm-hmm. the wa- washing like br- brush that we had for the for the yeah. and i am like man now so this he's case.
0: trying to get stuff to nest
1: yep so I was like all right we gotta we gotta we got to take action, right? He's not, we're not catching him on those traps. He's no. evading so I w- us So I went to
0: our camp neighbors and politely told them, if you hear me scream like a little bitch, just ignore me and don't tell anybody.
1: Why would you scream like a bitch?
0: Because there's mice. Why?
1: They, they make me scream. Mm.
0: So, uh, yeah. Do you want to tell that story? No. There's certain things I don't like, and I didn't have a gun in my hand to shoot it. So, um, but yeah, so our neighbors got to watch us, you know, tear everything out of our underbelly and our our storage compartments. So
1: basically it just it it one, it made us see okay, everything that's outside of importance has to be in a sealed container. So we Which, made sure everything had lids on it.
0: Guess what else has helped us do? Remember? How many things did I get rid of, yeah, and how many things did we downsize?
1: Because yeah. we were like, well, it's already out, and now we're not using we it. We haven't used these well.
0: things. Uh, we realized that there was much more storage in the uh, back storage compartment. We didn't need as much stuff. So we were able to downsize a lot of stuff and then get more things inside the, the plastic containers um, and not be out, you yeah. know, work towels. And, so,
1: and I like to just kind of tinker around and know the ins and outs of this trailer. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the false wall off underneath. And I'm going to peel that back because it's just held through a couple screws to get back there and check behind where the water heater is, where, you know, and you just see where all these wires are coming and all these vents and and water lines and they're running through this one area. And they cut a pretty sizable holes in the, going, you know, that, like, almost my whole hand could fit through, you know, and, like, I'm like, well, no wonder. This guy can just, this is like the expressway for this guy. <laughs> He's, he can get anywhere he wants in the trailer, anywhere these lines go, you know, up in the ceiling if you really wanted to. We did find him in our bathroom, our upper bathroom. Yeah, he got through the bathroom, but that was through the vent, because the vent was, um, he could get up through that underbelly right there in yep. the vent. So I was like, all right, this little guy is, is just using these things, and there's all these little cut holes. So then I went to the kitchen, opened up behind the sink, and you can see where the water line comes in there and a big cutout, you know, way bigger than what the water line needs to be. And then I went in the outdoor kitchen, kind of pulled everything out, pulled out the, the grill behind there and behind the fridge. And where the lines come out there, um, more, you know, triple the size of the hole that really needs to be there for this, this line to come through. Um, so it's just like there's all these gaps. And then through the bunkhouse, we realized underneath the, one of the beds, <coughs> there was a vent. And the vent just came, kind of came up, and it would vent it out underneath the first it wasn't, bed. Because
0: it wasn't visual where it came out of the floor, didn't right. have any sort of
1: So the cutout frame. for the floor from where that vent was, you know, there was a, a gap enough where a mouse could definitely fit through.
0: So then he could get access to all the drawers. Yep.
1: So, what did we do? I knew that, you know, where there's one, there's going to be more. Yep. Um, we had to seal up everything super tight. So I had you, how many, how many bottles of great stuff did you go buy for me? Six?
0: Maybe want great stuff. Baby get great stuff. <laughs>
1: so I had Corian run to the store one day. I'm like, hey, I need you to grab me some great stuff. I think you came back with one bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I told her. I'm like, hey, I need like four bottles.
0: It's because what happened was I was going to the store for a bunch of things, and you texted me stuff that I put on the grocery list. You texted me four, but when I put it in the grocery list, I just wrote great stuff. And I was like, oh, you'll remember how many he needs. No, I didn't. I did not remember.
1: So she brings back one. I was more concerned
0: with the price difference between the three different variations of great stuff and why we were going to pay $4 more a can for the pest control one versus, like, the other ones.
1: Yeah, and I was fine with the regular stuff because...
0: We got a little bit of both because there. We used some of the pest control on some of the some of outer the areas, and yeah. then the inner areas we used the regular stuff. And the reason the pest control one was needed is because they don't use pesticides, but they do use like pest deterrents. And mice will chew through the great stuff, but they won't chew through the. That's
1: what they say. I've the never pet seen a mouse one. chew through it, to be honest. But I'm sure they. Could. Oh, I
0: have, yeah. I'm sure. They could. Um, so, yeah, so we got great stuff. To fill the gaps and the holes and you know the different wall spaces and all that,
1: and, then and we, we also got peppermint oil, yeah, and some cotton balls. So <clears throat> started with which is
0: funny because I like a couple days ago one of the guests here was telling me
1: they have a mouse too. I know. So I went in and I just started up front every gap I could get through all of the piping, all of the wires. Anywhere that they ran, I just sealed it off. I'm like, I know he's coming through here. He's mm-hmm. using this as this highway. We
0: did start, like, in sections. Like, we started to limit where he could go because we were trying to catch him. Yes. So we started to limit where he could go. We didn't m- fully want to steal out, like, his exit routes or anything like that. You know, we wanted to just start limiting, like, make sure he's not getting the food, make sure he's not getting, you know, he's either, if, in order to get to this stuff, he's going to get a trap. Yep. Um, and then, finally, we, like... Got to all of the, the areas, areas that he was
1: going through that I found. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then we weren't finding him anymore. No, no trace. mouse poop, no and then, yeah. tearing things up, no hearing him.
1: And then from there, it was like, okay, there's no more signs of him.
0: Odin warned Rodolfo that we were coming for him. So
1: I sealed off all the areas in the kitchen, the bunkhouse, the underbelly, or the uh, under the basement. And then I said, all right, once there was no more sign of him, And we didn't, you know, find droppings and notice him or see him or anything like that. Then I was like, all right, no more, it didn't appear anything else was being Mm -hmm. chewed because he couldn't get into those areas because I sealed this up pretty good. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, now I need to take apart the exterior and see, like, where in the underbelly he's getting in. So just retraced anything that was touching the ground because that's where they're going to come up. So I went in and, and put a lot of, um, um, what are those steel wool? Steel wool in the holes where the wires come through. Yep. So really stuff that really good and put um, some fabric softener and also the peppermint oil in those. Mm-hmm. And then there was one spot underneath I was watching in some in one of the online groups they were talking about the spare tire underneath the spare tire where the pulley drops down. There usually is a big cutout. And then one somebody was like, "Well, if they found a squirrel in there one time, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want that." Um, <laughs> Jeez. So I went out, took the spare tire down, and it wasn't as big as what that person had, but I mean, it was, you could definitely fit a fist through it, and a, a squirrel probably could have gone in there.
0: I have a new project for you to check now that you just said that. Uh-oh. Someone posted in the group that there's electrical wires that go behind the spare tire, and when he had dropped his tire and put it back after like, checking it and, or using it, he actually pinched his electrical wires mm. off for the fridge. And then another guy wrote, oh, I just checked my spare and dropped it and put it back up. And now I'm going to double check I didn't pinch those wires. So, baby, to-do list.
1: Okay, well, it's not pinched because it's been a while and the fridge is running. So.
0: Well, I'm just letting you know. Yeah. That's what I saw today.
1: So I uh, I took some, the black Gorilla tape yeah. and um, some other plastic. And I basically sealed up that hole and left it just enough for that cable to get through. And then I'm like, you know what? It's good enough. Yeah. Hold that tire back up. And then any area along the underbelly, I guess, like, where the framing and the, um, that, uh, I forget the name of what they use, but it's, like, that plastic press board that goes underneath to kind of hold the underbelly down mm. just kind of went around the edges and anywhere there's appeared to be a gap just put a little bit of of great stuff and all yeah. those and then checked all the areas where wires went up through they had already great stuffed it but you know there was a couple areas that i was like well can probably have a little bit more and just sealed it up um yeah and haven't seen them it's been what three weeks it's been a couple weeks now it's been like three weeks and the mouse has been non-existent so i'm happy. Odin's oh, been pretty sad happy with um, the outcome, I guess. That mm-hmm. you know. He but I hasn't think these are some back. of the things
0: that people don't realize. With you're in a trailer, is like, you know, they make these trailers really nice, but just like homes, there's going to be things and areas that animals can get into, and so it's really important to, you know, make sure that you understand maintenance, understand you know, the weather conditions that you're in and some of the things you're going to have to check and do.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then the other reason I did the great stuff too is I'm like, man, these gaps, you know, they make these big enough to be, um, what, four seasons or whatever they say it is, mm-hmm. but, like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do, with such big gaps, you could see and feel the heat or the cold coming through here. Yeah. Um, so this is just going to help.
0: Yeah, they're not going to be as efficient
1: as they could be. Yeah, it's just going to keep our heat and keep our... You know, colder air in when we need it. So it helps for insulation purposes. So um, just wanted to kind of share those tidbits. You know, just make sure if you have a sign of a mouse, you just got to really go in and check. Or if if you don't, if you want to prevent the mouse, right? Go in and check all of those little tiny areas anywhere that would touch the ground. Yep. Um, Basically, that's where they're going to get in. And And I guess don't even think that just because it's warm and you're in the desert that you're not going to have a mouse.
0: I'm sure we're going to deal with ants in other locations and
1: which we'll deal with and talk about that, I heard borax is great, you put borax around all the places yep. that touch the ground when you have ants um, so we will be testing that out because we do have borax which helps Thanks. our gray tank
0: I'm still excited to get to Yellowstone and just deal with all the bears and animals we're going to deal with up there yeah, yeah, It'll be fun so hopefully you guys don't get mice if you do, here's some tips here's some things you can check out um, yeah,
1: that's it what have you guys done? Have you guys ever had a mouse in your trailer? Or Other bigger? I was told by Ken, by the way. He told me, he was telling me a rat got in his. And he said the rat was almost as big as Odin. Like, oh, long, lengthwise. No. Yep. No. He's like, he had no. this huge <laughs> thing. Yeah. Stop. Was, but it was when he Stop. lived in, when he was in New York.
0: Well, I told you I saw that post in the... RV group of the lady with the spider that fell on her that was the size of their palm. We're not going to talk about this. No. I, ugh, I threw up. I saw one the other day. Here I killed. Sorry.
1: Not sorry. Alright everybody. We're heading out. We're going to keep this one short this week and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! Thanks for listening to the RV of 3 podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Share with your friends and give us a 5 star review
0: want to see what adventures we are on right now follow us on instagram at rv of three